Hey, this is Jim, pastor of Decided Church, and this is our podcast. Thanks for listening. We hope the sermon you're about to hear just blesses your heart and really encourages you. If you don't mind, subscribe. That way you'll get instant notifications every time a sermon is uploaded. And by all means, if you're feeling led to give, click on the giving link and there'll be more directions to follow. God bless. Enjoy the message. Good morning, Decided Church. How's everyone doing? Good. That's good. Uh, as you can see, Jim gained a little weight over Thanksgiving. Um, so we, I enjoyed my turkey. <laughs> That's great. That's great. Well, uh, so privileged and honored to be on this stage today. My name is Dylan. For those of you that don't know me, um, the comment I made is because Serena's my wife. Uh, I have a pleasure of doing this ministry with her. Um, and I wanted to just start out today by sharing with you that I'm not equipped or worthy to be on this stage today speaking to you. Uh, I don't deserve to speak, and I, I'm not saying that in a boast of humility, because some of us like to do that, right? Um, we like to boast in our humbleness, uh, but it's, it's to give credit where credit's due. And I'd like to share with you, if it's okay with you guys, a little bit of our story, if that's okay. Is that okay? Okay, cool. Awesome. So quick recap, a quick synopsis of Serena and I's story, because there's a lot of details in there, a lot of God, a lot of movement. But uh, we are originally from Kansas, uh, middle of nowhere, grew up with uh, Dorothy and Toto. You guys know, right? Okay. So uh, but anyways, grew up in Kansas and always, uh, I, I personally always grew up in the church. So I was, I was that type, you know, always going to church, uh, you know, mom and grandparents kind of drug us, uh, kicking and screaming, but we, you know, we were there, all right? We uh, at least looked the part on the outside. Um, but kind of, you know, fast forward a little bit through our life, you know, going through church, kind of part of a youth group and, and doing that stuff. And um, I met Serena my uh, summer of freshman year. So we were uh, kind of high school sweethearts, if you will. Um, and during that time, uh, we, we really, you know, we dated on and off all through high school, uh, mainly because, you know, I wasn't very smart, uh, clearly. I outkicked my coverage with, with Serena. Um, for those of you who don't know, that means, like, she's a lot prettier than me. Okay, a lot better look. Okay, just making sure you knew that. All right. But um, I just wasn't living for the Lord during that time. I was uh, living for the weekend, as some of you might be aware or if I led this life yourself, I, I looked apart through the week, you know, I put on the good face, I, uh, I was nice to people, right? But I was living for the weekend. What am I going to do this weekend? Where, where, can I, where can I find the party? Where can I go have some fun? And fast forward a little bit further, this is uh, around 2010, uh, Serena was in a terrible, terrible car accident. This was in December. It was December 22nd, 2010. So we're coming up on 11 years. Holy cow, I can't believe that. 11 years since Serena's accident. And there's a lot of, a lot of good stuff in that story. But, uh, and, and if you guys want more information, talk to Serena because it, it is a wonderful story. But we're not going to spend a whole lot of time on that. We're going to spend uh, a little bit on my side of it. But I found out about Serena um, the morning after her accident. So if anyone doesn't know, Kansas during some D December is extremely cold. Y'all think it's cold out here right now? 
There's, there was snow on the ground. It was, it was probably below freezing. Um, and she's, she's very lucky to be alive and here with us today. But I found out the morning after. Uh, what's interesting about that story is that her and I were not dating at the time. She was dating some other guy. I don't know, some, you know, some, some nobody. <laughs> um, probably to try to make me jealous, really. But uh, we weren't... <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> but uh, found out the next morning, she, we weren't even dating. Uh, and it was from her mother. She, she called me, left a voicemail while I was sleeping because she, you know, she wrecked in the wee hours of the morning. Or, well, it was, she wasn't found until the wee hours of the morning. But um, all it was was a voicemail which she left me. And in that voicemail, all she said was, you know, Serena was in a bad accident and to pray for her. And... At that, at that moment in my life, you know, still not following Christ, really. I kind of knew about him, like, you know, here's, here's I kind of know what to do, but uh, that, that's not really for me right now, you know. And so when she asked to pray for her, I was like, it's like, ah, that's not really something that I can do. Like, that's not, that's not helpful, right? That, uh, I, that was my mindset at the time. And so I, I went upstairs, you know, because you know, we have basements in Kansas, for those of you. We, I was sleeping downstairs, and went upstairs and everyone's kind of having breakfast and, and getting ready for the day and I think they could just tell that something was off and and uh and, you know they asked me well what's what's going on you know what's wrong and I told them a little bit you know Serena's in an accident and I just I remember this so vividly my dad's here today um but he, he looked me straight in my face and he said like you want to go I was like yeah I want to go see her yeah let's go see her so um she was actually in Denver Colorado um, that was the nearest place, nearest like major hospital for us, which was roughly five hours away, one, one, one way, yep, so five hours, um, dad and I hopped in a car, we were going, five hours later, showed up to the hospital, um, lots of injuries, um, she broke a lot of her, um, you know, vertebrae, she bro broke a bunch of vertebrae in her neck, she shattered her pelvis, had to get screws, plates in her face, um, she got plastic surgery, not because she needed it, but... Uh, <laughs> Um, she had, she has a metal plate in her, in her face. And so she was actually in the ICU at the time, which was interesting because, um, that the policy of the, of the hospital at that time was, you know, an ICU, they don't really let like very many people in. Right. And you can only, and they're really only allowing, um, fr um, family at the time. And so dad and I show up, you know, we're not sure what we're going to do. And a uh, matter of fact, that was, it was really nice. Her, um, sister-in-law at the time, uh, like kind of, Vouch for my dad and I. We're like, yeah, they're, they're family. Let them in. We were, uh, and like I said, her and I were not dating. We weren't even dating. And, and so she vouched for us, and I got to see her. Um, and it, it was great. She kind of was pretty unresponsive, but um, she, she simply just reached her hand out and, and, and held mine because she, she couldn't really understand what was going on. But uh, fast forward a little bit <clears throat> after that. Uh, got the privilege to play college football. Went to Garden City Community College. Um, still, still living that lifestyle, guys, of, of living for the weekend, partying, you know, after practice, uh, you know, have, having some beer or after, after a game even, you know, you think I'd be tired, but um, that, that's what I was living for. And it, it finally, finally caught up with me. It, it took till college for it to finally catch up to me. And... Made, made a lot of terrible mistakes and still do to this day. Made some terrible decisions and found myself drunk, laying in a jail cell. I'd finally hit rock bottom. 
That was November 11th, 2011, which is kind of an interesting date, you know, for my uh, mathematically minded friend. That's 11, 11, 11, if you didn't know that. Um, so that's the only reason I can really remember that. But it was that day that I finally said, it's enough. I'm tired of doing it myself. My way is clearly not working. And that, that's the day that I gave my life to Christ. Now, <clears throat> a lot of things happened 10 years later now. Uh, we're here uh, at the church, got a couple kids, right? Um, got baptized this year. You know, I'm, like I said, little, uh, <laughs> thank you, thank you. Little, little hard-headed, like I've said, right? It takes me a little longer than most to learn things. Um, but finally, finally did that. But the reason I'm just, I'm, I'm sharing that, that little tidbit is um, just explaining why I'm doing what I'm doing up here. Because as you've heard and heard me say, I am, I'm not, I'm not, I should not be standing up here, really, speaking to you. I, I don't deserve to. I'm not worthy to. But it's, it's, I'm so grateful that Jesus does not call the equipped, but rather will equip the called. Amen. So all of that, um, and this, and the, and this coming, the coming weeks, I just, it's been my prayer that I'd be the conduit in which he can speak. And so I just want to try to step aside and let him, um, let you guys be able to hear what he had put on my heart this week. So enough about me. That was a long time to talk about me. Let's get to the message today. So for those of you note takers out there, um, there's going to be a quiz after this. So just make sure you're prepared for that. Oh yeah, sorry. Yeah, I got to forget. Remember, I'm not teaching today. No, no teaching. But today's sermon is titled Vessels of Vitality. Vessels of Vitality. And if you're like me, uh, you're, you're, th you're sitting there thinking, what the heck does vitality mean? <laughs> like, what, is, what is that even, right? So here's the definition, because I had to look it up myself. Uh, it sounded fancy, but you know, you got to have definition here. Um, exuberant physical strength. Okay, physical strength. Oh, sounds nice, right? But I particularly like this second definition, and I think it applies a lot better to what we're talking about today. Um, the capacity for survival or for the continuation of a meaningful or purposeful existence. Let me say that one more time. The continuation of a meaningful or purposeful existence. So in connection to the theme this year founded, uh, the, I think the Lord put on my heart this idea of being a vessel. You know, what, what is a vessel? You know, we've kind of been building up our faith a little bit. We've been learning a little bit more. So what does it actually mean to be a vessel? All right, those of you that may be new to the faith or maybe you just gave your Christ or maybe you're not even a believer, what is a vessel and, and what does that even mean? And then for the rest of us that are founded and we're, we're building up our faith, what does it look like in practice? So let's, let's dive in a little bit to God's Word. And if you could please stand with me as, as I read. Um, the main verse we're going to be talking about today is going to be in 2 Timothy. 2 Timothy 2, 20 through 26. In a large house, there are utensils, not only of gold and silver, but also of wood and clay. Not come a lander, but um, <laughs> sorry, he's here today. I had, I had to throw that out there. I'm, I'm sorry, buddy. Some for special use, some for ordinary. Verse 21, all who cleanse themselves of the things I have mentioned will become special utensils, dedicated and useful to the owner of the house, ready for every good work. Verse 22, shun youthful passions and pursue righteousness, faith, love, and peace along with those who call on the Lord from a pure heart. Verse 23, 
have nothing to do with stupid and senseless controversies. Whoopsie. Sorry about that one. Uh, you know that they breed quarrels, and the Lord's servant must not be quarrelsome, but kindly to everyone. An apt teacher, patient, correcting opponents with gentleness. God may perhaps grant them, grant that they will repent and come to know the truth, and that they may es- escape from the snare of the devil, having been he- held captive by him to do his will. Let us pray. Dear Holy Father, I pray over this message today that it is able to reach just one person, Lord. That whoever needs to hear this today will have an open heart to receive what you have put on mine. Father, allow me to step aside and be obedient to what you'll have me say so that they're, they're able to just see you and you only as you are all worthy of it all. I just pray over the rest of this service as, as it is uh, glorifying to you. Allow it to be um, worthy of, of, of your, your praise. I pray all these things in your precious son's name. Amen. You can have a seat. Thank you. So uh, kind of an interesting verse to start, right? Talking about house and utensils. Kind of makes sense, right? We've been, we just had Thanksgiving. Hopefully you guys use some utensils and stuff to eat with, right? And you're not barbaric like I am and just eat, eat it with your hands. All right, but <clears throat> so what, what is this even talking about? What, why, why even pull this into what we're, we're talking about today, being a vessel? So to give you a little bit of context here, this is, this is Paul writing to uh, Timothy. And unlike 1 Timothy and Titus, we can actually assume here, just by the, the phrasing and, and in the passage, the words that he, that he used that, uh, we, we can probably assume that he's in a prison at this time. Kind of, kind of a neat little parallel here, right? You know, I was, I was there as well. Uh, but you can assume that Paul's in prison, and most likely, actually, worse than that, he's probably facing death at this point in, in his life. So he's, he's facing death, so he knows it's coming pretty soon. And that, that just, that, to me, that just means that, you know, when, when you're getting ready to face that kind of circumstance, you know, your thoughts and, and the words that you write out are probably a little bit more meaningful and a little bit more powerful. So I have a question for you today. I actually have a lot of questions today. Today is a day of reflection. You know, we just had Thanksgiving, so I thought it very, uh, very appropriate that we can reflect today on our walks. And the first question is, how are you serving Christ? Mm, got a little quiet in here. That's okay. We'll, we'll trudge through this together, okay? How are you serving Christ? If you're not serving or nothing comes to mind quickly, why? Are you a believer? If not, we can, we can have a conversation later. This is not directly tied to you, but I'm sure you can get something from us. But if you don't believe, we, we'd love to talk to you after this service, but those of you that are believers, are you not serving out of fear? That can come in many forms. Rejection, that's a big one for me. Are you afraid of being rejected as, as far as I, you won't, you're not capable of doing it? Maybe, we'll, maybe uh, someone says, will say that you didn't do a good enough job or, <coughs> excuse me, or something of that nature. What about comparison? Oh, well, well they're doing it a lot better than I could do it. Pride? Are you prideful? I certainly am. 
This is a big one. We've got the illusion, and I chose that word carefully, the illusion of time constraints. You make time for what's important. What about money? You don't have enough money to do it? You, you know, giving to the church or uh, things like that? What about just sheer unwillingness? So we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna tackle some of these today. If you are serving Christ, what exactly are you doing for him? So ponder what exactly you're doing for him. And better yet, why are you even serving him? That's something that I've definitely dealt with, you know, being in the back room, like Jim said, you know, I do a lot of behind the scenes things. So sometimes it's really easy to just get into the routine of serving and just day in and day out doing the same thing. But I urge you to ask yourself that question, why am I serving? Are you serving for the right reasons? Is it to look the part? That was definitely my, my story growing up. Did I look the part throughout the week? Oh, if I, if I serve, that's, that's what it looks good on the outside, right? If I'm doing this for somebody else, it, it looks good, right? Or what about, it? Do, you, do you like to receive recognition from others? Words of affirmation, right? Oh, thank you for, help, for serving. Oh, that, that's so, yes. That's why I did that. So I could, I could get something from you. Get, the, get those words. Or do you have some other, like, ulterior motive? So I'd like to reflect a little bit on this today and examine, do some digging. This passage here in 2 Timothy is referencing how you are serving Christ. If you've accept, accepted Christ in your heart and have an intimate relationship with him, how are you serving him? What are you doing to further the kingdom and be obedient to his teaching? Let's refer back to the passage starting in verse 20. And to help you remember this, I got a, I got a neat little, I'm an acronym kind of guy. I got a, I'm not extremely intelligent, so I got to remember things in, in acronym form, okay? So for, for today, I want you to remember dude. Dude, yep, D-U-D-E, dude. So the first part here in verse 20, this is decide. Fitting, right? Decided church, right? Decide. So the first word is to decide. You have to make that decision to be a vessel, the first thing you need to do decide make a decision so in verse 20 says in a large house there are utensils not only of gold and silver but also of wood and clay some for special use and some for ordinary what's interesting in in, in this verse is when when you do a little bit of digging here and look at some of the greek translations those words special and ordinary translate roughly to honor and dishonor so, next question. I told you I had a lot of questions today, guys. Are you a vessel of honor or dishonor for the Lord? Is what you're doing through the week honoring to him? How about when no one's watching? When you're by yourself? What's your thought life like? What are you thinking about on a daily basis? What's consuming your mind? Because it's very clear in this passage that it says that there's no in-between. You're either special use or ordinary. Honoring or dishonoring. We like to talk about in gray terms. It's, it's usually pretty black and white in, in, in the Bible what to do and what not to do. And this is the case here as well. 
But what I love about this is, is we, don't, we don't just get left in the dark, right? We don't, it's just not like, well, I'm, just, I'm dishonoring to the Lord. What do I do? Nothing. You're, t- you know, you're a terrible person. No, there's some actions we can take to help us um, be better and do better. And so we can pour out to others. And, so, and here's some guidance for you in verse 21. So first one, decide. You have to make a decision. Am I going to be honoring to the Lord? Decide to do so, okay? Second one, dude. Second letter is you, right? Okay, you. Awesome. That is be useful. So you decide to be a vessel for the Lord, honoring. Then you need to be useful. All who cleanse themselves, verse 21. All who cleanse themselves of the things I've mentioned. And so what he's referencing here is, is in the previous, in, in this passage previously, he was talking about using profane language and uh, wrangling over your words. And, 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 and then in this time, they were really concerned about, um, you know, speaking to the non-believers and how we talk with one another and how we um, are able to, you know, have a conversation with somebody else. So he says, remove yourself of that terrible language. Remove yourself. Have your thought life be pleasing to the Lord. Take those thoughts captive because out of the mouth comes the heart. So if we can fix that thought life, if we can fix our hearts, then those words that come out of our mouth will be pleasing to the Lord. So be useful. To be honoring to the Lord, you have to be, have the capacity to be useful. What does that mean? Well, are you in the point in your walk with the Lord that you're willing and able to be useful? A lot of times the Lord just wants you to be willing to be useful. I see that a lot with Serena and I. We are currently um, fostering, and uh, some of you uh, know we're in the process of adopting um, little Nikeem. Um, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Um, and he's such, he's such a joy. If you haven't met Nikeem, you definitely need to. He, he just, he's, he's really taught me a lot throughout these um, almost two years. Can you all believe that? He'll be two in January. Uh, but he's he just, he's taught me so much just about pure joy and where our joy is found. Um, but a little Nikeen, we, we still foster. And so what that means and that the unfortunate um, truth about it is Serena and I still get calls every week, multiple times of children needing homes or, you know, sibling groups or, you know, who, you, who, you know, whatever. It's, it's always, always a call for someone. And there's, there's a lot of hurt, a lot of need out there. But we always have this rule, Serena and I. Give you some free marriage, t- marriage advice if anyone's looking for it. Unsolicited, right? Seems like that, that's always how we get some advice, right? Unsolicited from p- other people. But free marriage advice, <clears throat> if you have to make a huge decision, we have, this, we have this rule, and that is that we have to be united in the decision. Sounds pretty basic when said like that, but... To go a little bit further with that, the, the idea is that if one of us, so we, we will we'll be tasked with making a decision and then we will both pray over it and, and really try to listen in to what God has for us. And um, if one of us is given discernment about whatever that decision is and one of us is a no and one of us is a yes, the answer to the question of that decision is an emphatic no because we are not united. 
Because if it's supposed to be a yes, the Lord will unite our hearts. He will change one of us to match. And that's always been the case. Whether we were both, um, one of us was a no, one of us was a yes. Yes. <laughs> Bless it. Oh my gosh. I'm running out of my words, guys. I right, Hold on, I got to finish up here. No. If one of us was a no, the other was a yes. We've, we have been changed to a yes, and we've also been changed to a no. So we've had both. And we've said yes to multiple placements. Some were short-term, some were initially long-term, but then they were able to go back to their, their families and different things of that nature. But a lot of the times when we have this decision to make, and we've said yes, we felt that the Lord wanted us just to be willing to take him at that time. And a lot of the times we've said yes, multiple occasions, we've said yes to having more children, more people um, coming into our home, and the Lord shut the door. We said yes, and then we would get the call, and, and someone else had taken the, the, the child or children. And so with that being said, I'm not saying we're perfect. We, we still make mistakes. Those decisions we've made, I'm sure one of us was wrong or probably me in most, most, most honesty, all right? But <laughs> yeah, you weren't supposed to say amen right there. Okay, calm down. But to that point is sometimes the Lord just wants you to be willing to do something. You, mean, he might not, you might not actually be used by him at that time or place, but he just wants you to be willing. So decide to be a vessel. That's honoring. Be useful, or at least willing. Let's keep digging. Verse 22. And this one comes with a little bit of a warning, I guess, or a, a little PSA, a little public service announcement <laughs> of uh, possible stepping on toes and or uh, churning of the heart. But that's okay because the, the Word of God can be... Uh, offensive and it's intentionally meant to do so it says shun youthful passions and i actually kind of dislike this translation others say um and i just love this flee what a great word there flee so not no don't walk don't you know jog flee quickly flee the evil desires of youth it's another translation flee the evil desires of youth and pursue righteousness okay faith Love and peace, along with those who call on the Lord from a pure heart. Whew, this next one. Have nothing to do with stupid and senseless controversies. To me, that sounds a lot like what's going on around us in this country, this, this world. A lot of stupid and senseless controversies. And I'm not here to debate, you know, if you're, if you're this way or this way, we should do this, we shouldn't do this. This politician's great, this one's terrible. That, that's not the point of this today, guys. It's that we need to have the right heart and understand why we are speaking or having conversations about certain things. It's that we need to dedicate, which is our next word here. Decide, be useful. Dedicate yourself to behave in a manner which God has directed us in his word.
But this doesn't only have to be applied to the grand theme of like our world and the, and the country right now of, of controversies and things that are tugging um, us in two different directions. But what about something smaller? What about something very tangible, something that we can really you know, talk about and, and see? What about that conversation he had yesterday? That you still have anger or resentment for today that you walked in the door with? Or what about we just met with some families? Maybe there's some strife in your family. Maybe um, you guys are still holding grudges and still can't meet together because of something that was said years ago. Pursue righteousness, faith, love, and peace. That peace can come some tough tough battles there. We, we are called to pursue peace. We are, we are called to seek after it, not only in a passive sense, but in a very aggressive sense. We should want peace. That's with each other, families, people outside. Is your demeanor and your posture and your heart in a, way, in a, in a peaceful state? Or when you walk in, do, when you walk into a room, does does chaos ensue, or uh, do people get tense, or um, you name it? And lastly, this one can hurt. This hurts me a little bit too. Is your need to be right so great that it's worth ruining a relationship over? That one was a tough one for me. I definitely have to live that out <clears throat> myself. So some things to ponder. So decide to be a vessel, be useful to the Lord, and dedicate yourself to being able to not have those senseless controversies because when it ultimately boils down to it, and a lot of things, and I'm still a a word that Jeremy used that switched the other night, we are so concerned uh, to these days with vaccines. We are so concerned with um, all these different things but we should really be concerned about salvation. So worried about vaccines, instead we should be worried about salvation. And our last one, dude, decide, be useful, dedicate, last letter, E, elevate. Next part of the verse says, and the Lord's servant must not be quarrelsome, but kindly to everyone. Again, I'm preaching to myself here too, guys. I know I'm not perfect, and this, this, was, this was a good one for me. Must not be quarrelsome, but kindly to everyone. An apt teacher, patient, correcting opponents with gentleness. And that, that's, that's one word this, this big old Kansas boy is not good with, and that's gentleness, Okay. Uh, just, just by my nature, it's, it's not. And my dad can tell you, I, I was not a gentle, gentle child either. I, I was uh, rumbling, tumbling, and into things, breaking things. So gentleness is something that does not come naturally. But you need to elevate yourself when correcting someone. You need to be above reproach. Not that you're better than that person. Okay, I'm not saying to elevate yourself to think you're, you know, you're, you're better than them, that you're more highly than them, all right? but elevate yourself of the circumstance. Why are you correcting them? Why are you having this conversation? Whether it be on something biblical, teaching, or simple manners, 
Are you correcting them for the right reasons? That's what you need to be asking yourself. Am I correcting this person for the right reason? Is it for my need to be right or to um, win an argument? Or is it for their own benefit? What are you trying to get out of that conversation? That's, that's what we want to ask ourselves. So be above reproach and you set yourself apart. And so what's interesting here in this verse, uh, Paul's actually referencing another um, topic that he was writing about. And that's, this is in um, our, uh, another passage in, in, in the Bible here in 2 Corinthians 4.7. And this one's really interesting to me. So, so the second Timothy is re- referencing back to second Corinthians four, seven, but we have this treasure in clay jars. We have this treasure in clay jars so that it may be made clear that this extraordinary power belongs. There we go. That this extraordinary power belongs to God and does not come from us. Amen for that. And this jar here, that uh, the, Greek, the Greek word here used for jar can be roughly translated to vessel. So we keep it in a clay vessel. So that would be made clear that this extraordinary power belongs to God. And so when, we are, when you're saved, when you're founded, when you are rooted in your faith, you have a treasure inside of you. That's what it says here. You have a treasure inside of you. And I find, I find this verse to be pretty, pretty funny, kind of, kind of a good illustration because, you know, as, as, as worldly beings, you know, possessions and things like that, why, why would you put something valuable in a clay jar that's very, very brittle? See, we, you know, it doesn't make sense for us to, to, to take our life savings or to put a bunch of money into a children's piggy bank, right? Doesn't make a lot of sense, but that's, it's, it's, uh, that's the exact purpose here. Because the treasure within the clay jar is not meant to stay there. It's meant to be broken and shared with others. So what is filling your vessel today? I have, I'm a, I'm a visual person. I got to be able to see things to really understand them. So I've got, I've got this little demonstration here. And we want to we talk about what's filling your vessel today. So this is going to represent your vessel, you, and what, what we're going to be filling our vessel with. Because in order to be a vessel for the Lord, you have to be able to have something filling you to be able to pour out. Jim talked about that a few weeks back, you know, about, um, you know, the world's all about emptying your mind, but the Bible tells us we need to be actually filling it. So what are we filling our vessel with today? And these are going to represent different topics, different ideas, maybe even people that we are putting into our vessel. Maybe it's the music we listen to. Are we listening to music that is honoring to the Lord. Maybe it's a podcast that we're listening to. Maybe it's, you know, whatever, what, maybe it's movies we watch. Now, I'm not saying, you know, you have to well, listen to worship music or, you know, only watch Christian movies all the time. But, you know, what, what's filling your space? What's filling your, your, your time with this? 
All right. What about, you know, the words we speak? Are we, are, are we being kindly, an apt teacher? Are we being gentle with people? What about, whew, this could be tough. What about that Instagram post? Mm. Got to take that picture. I want other people to like me. What about Facebook? It's on there. Bunch of videos there. All right. It's starting to fill up, guys. What about those TikToks? They're just so fun to watch. <sighs> but what about that one TikTok that maybe you shouldn't have watched? Or maybe it was you lingered on it a little bit too long. All right. What about material possessions? Mm, Got to have that. You know, that new TV, new, new iPhone came out. Ooh, I, I, I got to have that. You know, Jeremy got it. I got to have it. You know? <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> All right. What about your career? Some of y'all been dealing with that lately, especially with everything going on. What, what's your career filling your life with? What about like health, good or bad, body image? Are you spending too much time thinking about it or maybe not enough time? <laughs> what about, I don't know, drinking? What about sports? So as you can see, we, we got to the point where our vessel's pretty full. Vessel's pretty full. So it's going to be kind of hard to really put anything else in there. We, this, is the, this is the point in your life when you, you think you don't have any time. There's, there's all these things taking up your life. You don't, you, don't, you don't have the energy. You don't have, you just don't feel like you have enough to give. Because you feel full. All right? Rest assured, there is an answer. It's quite simple. This is going to represent the living water, which is the Word of God. And um, the more that we read, the more we're going to find out what happens to our vessel. So maybe, maybe, maybe we start reading it a little bit, maybe a few chapters every day, and, and, and then we, and we stop. Maybe we read, maybe read a book or, you know, read a few days of the week, and we're like, well, this isn't really helping. Well, anything that's, that's worth doing is worth doing continually and with, with, with dedication and so what, you, what we're going to be doing is we're, we're going to continue reading our Bible. We're going to continue doing the right things. And, that, and when, you, when you do that, you're going to start to see that your vessel fills. And that as, that as your vessel fills, you're going to see that what was important is no longer important. That, that what it, you, you found that was it, your identity is no longer your identity. That it's going it's to just remove itself and you're, it's no longer going to be a part of your life. And you're going to see that now your vessel is filled with the right stuff. So once you're, once you're in your Bible and you have the renewing of your mind through Christ and the Scriptures, you're going to see that what we used to deem important is no longer. And in closing here, I'm gonna, we're going to finish with 2 Peter 1.3. I just love this verse here. His divine power has given us everything 
Not just few things, not just some things, everything needed for life and godliness. Through the knowledge of him, the knowledge of him. What's the knowledge of him? Right here, guys. It's your Bible. His divine power has given us everything needed for life and godliness through the knowledge of him who called us on his own, by his own glory and goodness. God has given you everything needed to fill your vessel today. To rid yourselves of all the distractions from your true purpose in life. And has given to you through his living word. Our sword of the spirit. Our greatest asset. The Bible. Pick it up. Read it. Study it. If you don't understand, ask someone. If they don't know, ask someone else. Have the determination to not accept mediocrity or being okay with average because the Lord did not give us a spirit of cowardice. But rather, he gave us a spirit of power and love and self-discipline. So be bold today, church. Lean on him. And once you start filling your vessel with the right stuff, you understand why serving Christ is so important. Why volunteering for the church is not for the church. Don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. We certainly appreciate all those that are serving, which is why we have things like the Volunteer Appreciation Banquet. But volunteering is not for the church. It's for you. Let me say it one more time. Volunteering is not for the church. It's for you. Don't believe me. Ask some of these people serving today. Ashley back there on sound. Clinton doing lights. Sierra Pacheco's here every Sunday morning doing coffee. Those over there in Sprouts, there's, there's a slew of them. I want you to go ask some of those people and ask them, why they serve, I guarantee you they'll tell you that they get more out of serving decided than they are putting in. Dude, decide. Decide to be honoring to the Lord. All, all it takes is making a decision. Simple as that. Be useful. Or at least be willing to be useful. Dedicate. Dedicate yourself to reading the scripture, to uh, being above reproach, uh, to, to being elevated. That's the last one. To correct people in the right way and to really speak with gentleness and kindness as we were told to do. Fill your vessel with the right stuff and serve someone else. Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, I just thank you for allowing me the opportunity to speak to these people today, Lord, that regardless of where we come from or what we've done in the past, any wrongs we think we've done, how, how far away we think we've gotten from you, Lord, that, that you are still there for us and that we can still be used by you regardless of our status or regardless of where we're at in our walk with you. I pray that 
I was able to step aside enough that somebody in this room today, Lord, was able to hear something and be able to take it with them. Lord, it is my prayer that that one person was just able to to listen today and, and to be able to be courageous and be able to take the next step, whatever that step may be, Lord, but for them to be bold in doing so. And they, I pray that they, they know and understand that, that you are with them through all these things, that they can lean on you, that they can trust you, Lord. I pray that they can find a renewing of of their mind and the scriptures, Lord, that, that it, can, it, it, it can be just much, just a lot more exciting to be in the word, Lord, that, it, that they can find a new fire within them, that, the, that, the, that the, the word is exciting and it is still applicable today as it was when it was written. I ask a blessing over the rest of this service, Lord, allow it to be glorifying to you. To you. Allow, allow everyone to to take this next song, Lord, and just just really um, question and reflect on what they are doing for you and why they are doing it. Go back to the basics and give them an understanding of why we serve a living God. And it's in your son's holy name that I pray. Amen. Amen. All right, church, let's go ahead and stand up and let's sing together. So 